welcome everybody out to Utah in the Weeds podcast. My name is Tim Pickett. I am your host. I am a medical cannabis expert and provider here in Utah. I'm the founder of utahmarijuana.org. You may have seen the billboards around and Utah Therapeutic Health Center, a series of six clinics here in Utah and growing. Uh, we treat and evaluate people for who need medical cannabis. Uh, today's discussion and this podcast is really a, a podcast about medical cannabis and cannabis culture here in Utah and all really all things cannabis uh, throughout the nation really as this podcast grows. Today's discussion is with Tana King and Chris Bradford. Chris Bradford is goes also by Show Call and New Motion Productions. And they're putting on the Cannabis Utah Health and Wellness Expo. It's next weekend, Saturday, October 30th from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. It's a really, it's a great expo, educational event. All the local pharmacies, legislators, lawyers, uh, experts, there'll be expert panels. I'm involved in those as well. Um, people from the Department of Health. Uh, great place to come out, see what's going on in the cannabis space. And there's more than just the medical cannabis space there. There'll be other health and wellness booths and information. Uh, it'll be a great way to spend a Saturday. From a housekeeping perspective, really, I, I just enjoy the cannabis program here. It's clipping along at a good pace. The, uh, the patient registrations are continuing to increase. We're getting uh, people involved in the program and really just taking care of people who need to use medical marijuana or medical cannabis here in Utah. So enjoy this conversation with Tana and Chris. If you want to get a hold of me or want to come on the podcast, be sure to go to YouTube. The, the channel is Discover Marijuana. You can comment on any of those videos and reach out to us. That's the best way to get a hold of us. Listen to this podcast, subscribe, stay tuned. I've been going around to different production facilities and growers and seeing all of the product that's coming to market. And we're going to talk to these people uh, every week. We release a new episode and hopefully we'll have some bonus material coming out soon. Stay tuned. Enjoy this conversation. Thanks. Who decided, who decided it was Tana? Is this your mother? My mom, actually, I asked my mom one day as a grown adult and uh, I asked her where my name came from and she said she didn't know. She said, I don't know. I think it was one of your dad's ex-girlfriend's names. And so I know my, this should tell you how my life went. But then I asked my real dad when I did have contact with him, I asked him where my name came from and he said he named me after Dan Tana, which was Robert Urich playing a super sleuth on TV in the 70s. It's a last name and it's Tana. So it doesn't make any sense. And so what I adopted was when I used to manage the cell phone kiosk at Costco, I had some um, Africans come in to get cell phones and they said, oh my gosh, I love your name. There's a lake in Ethiopia with your name. And I said, I know it's Lake Tana. I totally know. And I was like, I said, I think that's what I was named after as long as it's the giver of all life of Africa. And they said, well, it actually is. And I was like, hell yeah. So I just tell people that I was named after a lake in Africa that's the giver of all life. Because my neither one of my parents could give me a straight answer, actually. <laughs> okay, this is one of the best name stories I've heard. <laughs> it's definitely one of the best. I mean, like, Chris, how did you get Show Call? Well, I've been in the entertainment game for about 25 years. 
I used to be a. You look a lot younger than that. <laughs> no, I'm 37. <laughs> but um, I was a Seichan. I was a roadie. And I was always getting placed on mostly what they call a show call. And a lot of guys, they were like experts in IATSE and stuff like that. They were major players in the game. were always getting kicked off the show and not being able to go on a show call. And I was the main guy that was always on a show. So that's how they did to be like, yeah, that show call right there. So it just stuck within the stagehand realm. What do you do now? Like, how are you involved now in cannabis in Utah? I just to support all the advocates here. And when I was hearing about the laws and stuff and how, what things needed to change, there are some things I didn't agree with. And when I met Tana, she kind of was breaking things down to me. And I was like, well, maybe we should do a show. And here Ooh. we are <laughs> you know, doing the Cannabis Expo. So my expertise in doing live entertainment, live concerts, stuff like that, kind of was placed into that realm. So I wanted to wanted to really take the cannabis industry and really blow it up, you know, so people could really understand the rules and regulations of what really needs to go down here in Utah, especially it being new. A lot of people don't know mm-hmm. the laws and, and just they just think, okay, well, Utah has we too, they got dispensaries, but it's not like on that level where Nevada or California is and you know, we just want to educate people on that. Tana, you've been involved in the cannabis space since the beginning of the cannabis space here, right? Yeah. I mean, like we met in, oh, we met at TrueMed. Yeah. Remember that? Yes, we met at TrueMed. And I think uh, Ramon was talking about maybe wanting to work together as QMPs and open up like a super mega clinic. And you bounced out very quickly, probably mm. caught the vibe a lot faster than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I caught, I, I definitely caught a vibe. Yep. <laughs> left, left there. Yep. That's it. I mean, that's it. Right. That's Pretty it. Much. I don't want to, I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but, but I didn't love the vibe. That's, yeah. that's honestly how, how that went down. Remember before the world ended in March when we were talking at Max and there was the CBD collective, like things. Yes. And oh, we yeah. were going to those same kind of social things. Yes. Right. And I would see you around and then, then you kind of disappeared and you were doing some social stuff. But now this expo is big. It's, it's, it's right. Huge. This is, yeah, this is big. It's huge. And I, I trolled my own Instagram yesterday, actually. And I was like, <laughs> man, I've been doing work. Right. Yeah, yeah, you really have a lot of work. She's been putting a lot of work in. You know, I'm I'm happy to have her on our team, and especially with so much knowledge that she has. You know, the, the, our team is 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 phenomenal. So, describe this expo in general. Like, what what is the expo? How did it come to be? Uh, collectively, we really wanted to to do this expo. I've been approached by other people to do CBD type expos, but it was just such a big job. I never thought that that was ever a good idea. And so when I came across New Motion through Shadi, um, who's now got his show on ABC4 every other week, um, a shot with Shadi, yeah, uh, we all met and kind of decided that it would be something that we'd want to do together because it does take a team to do something like this. And so the the idea for the expo itself is to 
educate newcomers on the cannabis laws in Utah because people just hear that weed is legal and they kind of go ham and bring in stuff from other states. And we just want to make sure people are safe and that they know what to expect when coming into Utah because we are a completely different planet from the rest of the planet. Um, And we operate a little bit different. So we want newcomers to come in. But we also want to bridge the gap because we have been told our entire lives that cannabis is a gateway to basically death and destruction. And it's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's a gate. It can be. Right. So you have your addicts and you have addiction and all the things. Right. And it has been a gateway for some people. But for the majority, it's been a gateway to higher self-awareness, recognizing things going on in your body, making better decisions, maybe eating a salad every once in a while, you know, at that point, adding some CBD stuff to it. And so we want to bridge that gap for where they're telling us it's death and destruction, but we happen to know that it's actually a gateway to better living. And so we've meshed it together with health and wellness practices. So we want to have meditation, we have yoga, we have a cacao guy coming. Um, he's going to be selling $5 shots of straight cacao, which um, is just natural chocolate, dark chocolate in its natural form. And then he blesses it with Reiki and all kinds of cool stuff. But just giving people options to the destructive health practices that are generally shoved down our throat. We just want to let people know that there's other things that can help them that they can definitely try before um, getting on that pill regimen. And I'm not a doctor and I never would tell anyone not to. I just want to show them options. Yeah. And especially with now with a lot of doctors prescribing opioids and different pills, we want to let people know there is an option. There is a a medical, another alternative. And we want to try to push that even more because there are a lot of people who are addicted to opioids and we want and we want a better health factor as far as wanting to try to get our patients going into medical cannabis instead of trying to, I guess you could say, get them addicted to pills. There is that level of uh, skepticism, a growing skepticism with the practice of medicine. So, right, like as a PA, I've been in general surgery and trauma and ER medicine for seven years. And that, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I contributed to the opioid epidemic, right? I was taught to prescribe 65 Percocets to every person we did a gallbladder surgery on. And that's a ridiculous amount of medicine. And that's just, that's just what we were taught to do. We were literally taught, you know, there were people that I heard that would say, you know, you have to give them enough. You have to give your patients enough so they don't call you for a refill. Mm-hmm. It's not a very good way to prescribe medicine, right? Like, No, because don't they end up calling for a refill anyway, even if you double them up? Well, <laughs> I mean, some would, right? Because they would get, they would essentially get addicted. And, and then over time, we'd lower those, you know, lower the amount of medication you'd be given. But it's just to your point, there was no other option, right? There's no other discussion. And I feel like people are really starting to get even more and more skeptical of and questioning their providers and saying, well, you know, what are my other options for pain control? What what are my other options for anxiety? What are my other options for like to help me feel better? If if my Crohn's is never going to go away, right? And I can feel better. Then why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I do something that's not addictive that would still help me feel better? Exactly. Right. There's. Right. So I I commend the. I mean the expo is a big way to do that, right? Because we only talk to one patient at a time. 
Correct. Right. So when is the expo? October 30th. Are, can I dress up? Hey, if you want to, I mean, come as a marijuana leaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Halloween. In fact, we, we encourage yes, it. We're definitely. not going to be do any, uh, doing like any Halloween decorations. Um, and the Salt Palace is pretty strict on what type of outside food we can have. And that includes candy. Um, yes. So, but we do encourage people to come yes. in their costume. We know that they'll, we have it closing off in enough time for them to go to their October 30th shenanigans at night. Cause that's probably when Halloween's going to be celebrated. Yeah, what, what time, what time is the expo? So it's at the salt palace. It's on yeah. October 30th. What time of day is going to be, it's going to be it's pretty much be all, all day. day thing. It's going to be from 10 to eight. Um, we have a lot of things going on, a lot of education. We have a free educational seminar with uh, a very, uh, a lot of speakers coming in. Uh, we actually have uh, Weldon Angelo is going to be coming in as well to be speaking. So it's going to be exciting. Definitely. Yeah, Weldon Angelo. So if you, if anybody doesn't know this guy, we I interviewed him on this podcast, me and Chris did, and he's got a fascinating story. Right. Right. Yeah. The guy went to federal prison for like $900 worth of weed and he was caught in Utah. And I mean... Like if you haven't heard the guy speak or then you should go listen to him. Besides, he's involved with some really, really big names. Oh, yes. Is it, is it Project Green? Yes, Project it's Green. It's Project Mission Green. Green. Yes. And then he's uh, affiliated with the Last Prisoner Project as well. And then he also has his own CBD product that he sells that the proceeds actually go to indigent cannabis offenders for their commissary. Yes. So and I encourage everybody to look up Weldon's branded by his CBD because it's made well and the profits go towards a great cause. Yeah. And I believe uh, Weldon just recently uh, just sent a letter to President Biden to uh, pardon a um, Utah prisoner right now for uh, actually cam- cannabis. Uh, so pardon crimes. everybody. So, I mean, it, it's it's a big movement. He had a lot of celebrities sign on it. Uh, uh, Drake. Uh, two chains and other celebrities. So we're hoping, we're hoping that when um, that Weldon can actually get one of them celebrities to also come out and support his movement while he speaks about it. So we're probably looking into doing a celebrity panel about the project. Yeah, I think that that's. I mean, any publicity, anything big like that, it just gets more people talking about it, right? Yeah, right. definitely. Is that and that really sounds like what you what the whole goal is yes is talking about it in the right in the right way yeah. talking about it as an alternative medication talking about the laws so tana what is what do you feel like how do you feel like the program is going like being involved the whole time a loaded question in that tim no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um <laughs> all, all, i can tell you how i think it's going all wise assness aside i I'm just happy that we have something to work with. I I try not to focus on the past and the negative things that have happened in our in our state because we are so different and we kind of tend to operate above and around federal law sometimes. I just think it's really important to remember that we have a program to work with. And as long as we all try to think of more solutions than the rants that come out of our mouths, um, I think our program's actually going very well. 
when it's coming from the industry humans who are trying to make a difference. If you look at the negative side of things and you watch the the patient and the advocate ranting, I mean, I, if I were an outsider, I would think the program's actually gone to shit, but it really hasn't. It's it's an amazing thing to have it here in Utah. It's, I mean, the fact that we even have it and we were what, 33rd to get it is amazing to me. And so I just feel like we need to take what we have and work with it. And if it takes baby steps to make it better, then it takes baby steps to make it better. But I think it's going well. Do you feel like what, what changes would you want to see next? Well, what I want to see and what I know can happen are two different things. But if we're talking about what I would like to see, I would really like the opportunity to grow my own medicine. I, I, it's really hard and it's really stressful to either come across a strain on the street and lose out on being able to get it over and over again. If it really works well for you, then you kind of have to like start all over again, right? And then even with the pharmacies, if they're providing a strain, but then maybe it's not the best quality sometimes, or you just, it sells out really fast, or say they pull it, then you kind of start from scratch again. So I think that people should have the opportunity to grow at home. And I think programs can be put into place to educate people so that they're not farming their own hemp or marijuana in a soil, uh, Agent Orange infested soil, because People need to learn that it's a remediation plant. And I can't remember what the scientific term is. You probably know it because you talk with Blake a lot, but um, it, it literally pulls all the toxins out of the ground and people really need to know stuff like that so that they're not consuming Agent Orange and, and things like that. But I think that people are smart enough to figure it out. And I think that they should have the ability to, to be able to do that. And honestly, I just think it should be legalized across the board so that we stop arguing about different cannabinoids and which ones are good and which ones are bad. And it just kind, kind of seems to cause a lot of infighting. It, maybe we could just legalize it across the board. Right. I mean, oh, my God, this talk, this talk about like growing your own and, and I grow my own tomatoes and I've, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good at it. You know, I grow my own tomatoes. I like them. I still buy tomatoes at the store, you know, and I still buy ketchup at the store. But once in a while, I like a homegrown garden fresh tomato that I that I grow myself, that I cut, that I put salt and pepper on and I toast the bread and I eat the sandwich. Yeah. Right? And I feel like that's the same. I totally get that with with cannabis. Right. I like I don't want to grow. I don't want to grow a farm. Right. I just want to try it. Right. I just want. And I feel like I should be able to. Right. I just want a couple. I want to try it. I want to I want to consume my own. Can you imagine? consuming a medication or like consuming look consuming weed you grew right would be awesome and perfecting it and making it better and doing all the gene splicing and stuff and just yeah super awesome for yourself like that's gotta and making like live ret not live resin but um live rosin out of it you know take it from the ground and hurry up and press it and make yourself some concentrate oil or just be able to give it to that cancer patient that you know can't afford any of this stuff and just be able to gift it to them as long as it's safe and i know there's a lot of regulation that needs to go in the middle of that to keep people safe but i just i think it should be an option on the table and uh not in like massive quantities or anything maybe like just give us two plants each we can we can harvest four pounds of flour for 50 bucks 
You just let us do it because everyone's right. not going to do it. So the pharmacies will still be sustained with everyone who doesn't want to grow their own. And then it just gives the option to those of us that want to be able to grow our own and, and edify the program in other ways, not just with money. Yep. I, if anybody wants to go back and listen to the episode we did with Bob Waters, Robert Waters, he makes the best argument for growing your own like that, I, I think. And it's not because you don't want to support the economy of cannabis in Utah because we need fuel for the fire, right? Like all programs need to have an economy. The growers need to make money so that they can grow medicinal products. They need to be able to process for the vape carts and the gummies. Like all of those people need to make money or else this does not work. Right. Providers need to real and okay, yes, providers probably need to make money to to take care of patients and pay the staff and that sort of thing and educate. And yet that's not the whole story. There's still, in fact, there was a thing that came out recently about the market in Utah and really the majority of patients who are in Utah make over $75,000 a year. That's a lot. That leaves a lot of people out. That's not social responsibility, right? That really, we gotta, we gotta figure that out. Okay. Okay. Back to like real world, real world, like what we can do now. That's what we want. So what do you think can happen? <laughs> that's such a loaded question. Change. Um, I, I think that we can um, improve what is offered in the pharmacies. I think that we can stop griping as a community a little bit and give them a chance to build their foundations. I think a lot of people don't realize what it takes to start an operation like what they have. And the fact that Utah has created like an interstate commerce only. So like it has to be grown, made, produced and sold in Utah. And so that's why we have limited products. That's why we have limited types of products. But I, one thing that I think can happen is we can get the griping to stop a little bit. I guess that's just big with me because I much more appreciate when I help people see the positive aspects of what's going on rather than having to always hear all the negative things, because there are a ton of negative things about our program, right? There's a lot that needs to be worked on, but if that's all we're griping about, then we're kind of perpetuating it um, and not really moving forward. And so I think Utah as a community can kind of rise to the occasion and try to at least understand what it takes to run a program in a state that never really wanted the program in the first place. Their, their hand was kind of forced with the farm bill and with Prop 2. I mean, like we kind of hit them from all angles at the same time. And I just don't really understand what people expected from Utah law and Utah people creating those laws because they just really had no interest in learning about hemp or cannabis and then kind of had it forced on them. So yeah. we just need to all work together and understand that where everybody's coming from, some people might be very well-versed in cannabis because of the black market, but realize that the people that aren't and the ones that are creating our laws are just trying to keep up with it. You know what I mean? And the more positive we are, yeah. and the more effective conversations we have, and we're not ranting and just name calling and all the things like we're just going to have a much better outcome and we might be able to get what we want faster. So I guess the answer to that question is I think we can get what we want whatever it may be, whatever, whatever anyone's thinking, you know, there's lots of things that people want, but the effective way to get it is to educate yourself, calm the frick down, stop uh, pointing fingers 
and start doing something about it. And that's called don't talk about it, be about it. That's all. Nice. The same. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I think this is a good I love me to be on it because I, I had some fires ignited in me this week. And I was like, maybe I'll reschedule because I don't know if I'm going to just say something stupid. But I will also keep myself in check and understand what I'm trying to say to myself. Yeah. I like to take my own medicine. No, you're, <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> so from. Uh, OK, so back to our back to our discussion about this expo. Are the pharmacies going to be represented there? Can the pharmacies be represented at the expo? Yes. Yeah, almost all of them are signed up. The few that are integrated, vertically integrated, are coming uh, as the processing lab instead of the pharmacy. So we'll have Dragonfly, but it'll be Dragonfly's processor. Um, we'll have True North instead of Perfect Earth, but it's it's a total awesome trade. Um, and then most of the pharmacies will be there. We just actually had only one. Yeah. I don't want to name them out loud, but we had just one that opted out. Um, they are able to be there. We've had meetings with Rich. We um, just want to make sure that even though we're not regulated as a 33rd party event coordinator, that we act like we're regulated so that we keep the pharmacies safe. safe and in line and that we keep the processors safe and in line. We definitely don't want to be regulated as a third party event holder ourselves in the next legislation. So we're just acting like we're regulated. And I think we've satisfied the requirements of the, the Department of Health to just make them aware that this is a massive educational sure event. That. And so the pharmacies do get to do get to participate in whatever capacity they want. So describe that for the listeners, because it always it, it comes up. But this is somewhat unique to there's more than one state that is like this. Yeah. But Utah is very specific in advertising. Yeah. So describe why the pharmacies like why is this a big issue? They do not want to appeal to the recreational, recreational market. So if there if there is one here in Utah, which I think there is a huge one here. Um, so what they've done is they've just kind of created advertising guidelines. So for like QMPs such as yourself, that's why you have feel better on your billboards because you're not making a claim. You can't actually say that you offer medical cards or that you're a medical card doctor. Nope. But you have found a way to communicate to the public that if they want to feel better, they can come to you and then they can have a cannabis conversation, I'm sure. And then with the pharmacies, they yes. cannot advertise their products, their prices. They can't. They can't have like woohoo, you know, people. Um, people do it on their own yep. way with their own platforms, but yes. they themselves cannot do that. So, say for instance, like Wholesome, if they wanted to do a billboard, they couldn't say, "Come get your Khalifa Kush from Wholesome," right? But they can say, "Statewide delivery available now." Um, it's just a real yes. Fun. They can't because that's their third party, right? Yes, that's their third party. Well, wholesome, not, wholesome direct. Yes. yes, and it's not touting the fact yep. that they're a pharmacy slash dispensary. And so there are yes. very strange advertising laws for all of us involved in cannabis, ourselves included. And so marketing the expo is uh, we've gotten very very creative. Yeah. Um, but you just you can't basically directly tell people that you exist. I guess is the the boxing. I know. What have you been, what have you run into from the expo standpoint that you're, you're like, well, you can't do pay-per-click ads, you know, on different SEO stuff. What, I mean, what has it, been the, it, it runs very differently because I'm a third party 
promoter. So that's that's what we do. We promote, we advertise and stuff like that. But running the name with cannabis is very hard within the state. So we had to look at different avenues and different ways to really market and reach our clientele, you know, as far as, you know, not mentioning much of the pharmacies and stuff like that. So um, let them know that is an educational event, not a recreational event or like this is this is like, oh, let's go smoke out and uh, have like a hangover two type thing, you know, but I mean, it's it just it just pretty much you just got to do your due diligence pretty much as far as that goes. And um, we've gotten billboard approval, which is nice because yes. we couldn't at first. And you're probably aware, too, that we it's hard to get billboard approval. But people pioneering mm-hmm. like you and Wholesome probably helped with a, our effort as well. The radio stations are really apprehensive because they have a federal FCC license, but they are going to uh, help us the last month and we'll actually have a booth. U92 will be joining us and they will be live streaming the expo all day long. And then they are allowing us to run ads as well. So it's more or less like networking and just getting people comfortable with that word. But then when it comes to like Facebook advertising and Google, like we can't, we can't do it at all. We have to rely simply on organic reach, which thankfully some of us have been working on that for a few years. And so it's, it's easier for some than others I wouldn't want to be starting a cannabis business right now because wow, like it just it takes so much to build your organicness. It does. Plus, the the bigger your reach is on Facebook, the more likely you are to get flagged and then oh, suppressed. Yes. yes. Have you ever yes. noticed yes. it's like? Boom. Yep. Yeah. Like yep. every freaking thing you do <laughs> that gets better, it just gets it's a roller coaster. You let us <laughs> have to go block the fact checkers about every other day. If you're not doing that, make sure you're doing that, Tim, because that's really saved my my booty a few times in the last few months. I have, I oh, I hate saying things out loud because the universe likes to tell me have show me lessons. But um, after blocking fact checkers, I've had a much easier time. But yeah, it scares me because the Facebook group is growing bigger and my following on my personal profile is getting bigger <coughs> and my Instagram is getting bigger and it can only get so big before people start noticing on the other side. Right. So I'm just trying to slow yep. go it. I mean, it's like Facebook. If you want me to pay for my reach, I will. But you won't let me. I can't run ads. I can't. I can't do anything. So it's did like, you guys see did you guys see though marijuana policy project has a paper has a has a paid ad in Facebook? Yes. I saw marijuana MPP has a has they, a paid deal. There it's just being weird. Like they you they can also advertise the sale of a dispensary. And so I don't know where they're coming from yeah. what's okay and what's not. I know that there's a pending no. lawsuit that they're waiting for. There's a lawsuit against Facebook and they're not, I guess, releasing Um, that or they're not allowing cannabis until that lawsuit is over too. But yeah, it makes you wonder how some of these things are squeezing through the cracks, man. Squeeze through the cracks. As a promoter, (laughs) (laughs) as a, as a promoter show call, do you have like, you got, you just, you just come in and you're like, yeah, this is, this is old hat, man. I mean, I've been doing this for a while. You know, to tell you the truth, I mean, I've done many shows, you know, I've been in it for a long time. Cannabis is really, I could say, the hardest show to try to promote. It's something that I've 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 wanted to do. Now I'm getting to do and realizing how to, you know, try to maneuver these these advertisements and try to get the reach that we need for the shows. 
and just putting things together. But it's it's been, an, I, I, I got to tell you, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge. He's learning with his feet to the fire. That's for dang sure. <laughs> yeah. That is mm-hmm. true. Like, hey, let's put on a show October 30th. Ready, go. And then you're like, oh, uh, shit, got shut down there. Oh, <laughs> shit, can't pay that. Shit, can't, can't pay that guy to advertise. Oh, radio. Yeah, no. I might just finish yeah. it. No, I mean, I, I mean, I heard a lot about, you know, I've, I've got, I've done, you know, a little bit of my homework and I've talked to people and I reached out to people and there is people who have been trying to do shows like this before, but not to this extent, you know, and I'm just happy to be the one to, to be able to pull the trigger, you know what I mean? To start the show. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's not easy. It's not like we can just, oh, let's go like. If I throw a concert or something, I could just book an artist and get a venue. And then there you go. Set a date. But this you have to go through laws, go all through the jump through hoops, go through red tape. I mean, it's it's you have to. Yes. Everything. So, I mean, it's like I said, it's it's a it's a it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And if anybody who plans on doing this after us or try to do it after us, I mean, have fun. Have fun. <laughs> Good luck. Because um, it, it is it is really, it, it really is a challenge. And, you know, you got to really know the people and get to know the industry and know what you can and cannot do. You get your pros and cons out of the way. So definitely. Have you, how, have you found that the vendors are nervous about it too? Oh, yes, Definitely. Definitely, especially the the fitness, uh, the wellness and fitness people, especially mention the word cannabis is like, oh, well, that doesn't really come with health and wellness, really. But it really it does. You know, a lot of a lot of these health and wellness places are selling CBD oils and hemp oils and stuff like that. But they're not really understanding what they're selling. It's just a, it's just. I totally agree with you. It's a good way to to get them some education as well while they're at the expo because they're offering these products. They might not be able to tell people how to use them effectively. They just might know that they're awesome and they work and they're a healthier, healthier alternative. So it'll be nice to have more health and wellness people sign up. I think the word cannabis is scaring them a bit. Um, our cannabis vendors are good to go, man. They're so freaking yeah, excited. excited. It's not even funny. Like I love hearing <laughs> oh, yeah. what people are planning on doing and who's like, I try to figure out who's going to steal the show based off of what they're telling us that they're doing. Like we have like glass blowing coming. Like it's just, it's just going to be insane. Like, and you know, hemp loose is going to come through with a gazillion samples of everything. Oh, yeah. Like, and they're just so much fun to be around. And we've really tried to kind of not click it up and separate people, but put people in little chunks of where everything's going to be the most effective. So like we're going to have moonlight garden supply next to the biofertilizer lady and next to the looking glass. And then we're going to have, Oh, and the farmers. So we're going to have new Carter right across from him. And then we're going to have, um, <laughs> I forgot his name, but it's fine. Um, that makes me feel bad though, because he's <coughs> anyway, I'm just yes. having a brain aneurysm. Uh, so like having a little farmer and grower section, and then we have, We'll have Dragonfly, and since they have the last prisoner project inside of Dragonfly and they've been doing work with them, like we're going to try to have like the legal section right there where we'll have yeah. Weldon mm-hmm. and Amy Fowler, Fowler and Katie, I think was her name. Oh, it was uh, Katie the Sarah. Lawyer. Sarah. Uh, we'll have JD, you know, he'll, he'll be at the wholesome booth, but JD is also going to be on our legal panel and he's going to be speaking at the same time at the panel with Weldon. 
And so just trying to place everybody in, in spots where like it's chunked up and it's grouped up so that people are laughing and having fun and just collaborating with each other. And there's, and the, and the people that are just visiting our, our yeah. expo will see that we get along, that we are community, that there's not a whole lot of infighting like you see on Face Crook and, and all the things. Like we want to show them a different perspective than what social media shows them. And sometimes I even dive into it, but that's okay because I'm a human and that's I <laughs> will lash out too because I am a normal human being. And sometimes I get stuff as yeah. well. Like you can't talk crap about the hemp industry and not have me fire back. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But generally I remain positive. I remain love and light and I re I remain forward moving, you know, like how can we fix this? How can we make it better? Like I don't allow people to post in my group, like a gripe without a solution. I don't know how many gripes I decline because we just don't need ranting. You know what I mean? So we want to show that face to the people coming in so that they're not scared of cannabis anymore or the people around it. Yeah, and just pretty much just networking, <laughs> yeah. having a, a B2C or a B2B, you know, um, just pretty much just let people, the, the Utah know, the, the community know that the, in, the cannabis industry is a community and they are networking together to educate everybody else on their industry that a lot of people don't know. I came here about a year ago from Vegas. So I'm, I'm coming in from like a recreational, I mean, you got... Yeah, you got Planet, Planet 13, 13, man. Planet 13. Yeah, and Reef and all that. And you know, you can you can smoke recreationally. I come to Utah and notice that it's just like when Vegas started, it was just all medical, yeah. you know, and we were kind of thinking, uh, is this gonna be recreational one day? Who knows? Utah might um be recreational one day, mm -hmm. but it's gonna have to take little baby steps in order to get that there, you know, yep. and have people educated on the industry. So that's, that's pretty much what we're trying yep. to do. And to your, to your guys' point with the cannabis industry, what, what it sounds like you really want to do is expand the definition of the cannabis industry. Because if you've got health and wellness stores that are selling CBD products, then they should know that they're really part of that movement, Correct. right? They're part of the cannabis movement Correct. and bringing them into that discussion of, hey, THC, Delta 8, Delta 9, all the plus the CBD and all those cannabinoids. Like this is all one plan, right? right? You can't sell CBD and a full spectrum cannabinoid product and say that you're not part of this movement. Correct. You should know the rules. You should know the right. laws. You should know how to advertise that. You should know what patients are taking it for, exactly. what people are recreating, you know, how people are recreating with it. You should know that stuff, right? right? So I think bringing it all together is, I, I do, I can totally see how tough it would be in Utah. Like, shit, you go to, I mean, there are some major shows, Southern California, yeah. you know, and I'm looking at conferences and stuff that I want to go to to learn more. And, you know, these things have got to be much easier to put together in Vegas, yeah, right? Huge, definitely. huge shows. And especially, you know, Vegas Vegas is one of those entertainment capital of the world, you know? It's like when you're doing a show in Vegas, it's the big show. It's not you know, any, yeah. any any small little tiny shows you're doing. This is, this is they're, they're doing it big. And they're getting people from all over the world to come one to one expo or the convention center, I mean, 
just to try to focus this on Utah and Salt Lake is is just is like I said, it was a, it's a challenge. But we're making it happen, Tim. We're making it happen. And we're building the infrastructure and all of the processes, and like we'll just have it down pat even more next year, so that it can be twice as big and twice as good. Um, yeah, we're a totally different planet. It's a totally different expo here in Utah. And I think people are going to be surprised when they get there, if they think that it's going to be cheerleading all the recreational products, like they're probably used to in Vegas and California. And so I think we're going to blow a lot of people's minds in a lot of different ways because it is so different here. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. And and while it might smell like weed at the expo, it's really just because there's a lot of, I mean, it's the plant, right? Everywhere you go where there's a lot of cannabis people, processors, I mean, there's just that smell yeah. to it. But that does not mean that anybody can legally get high at the expo. Oh, right. Okay, you cannot you know, listen to JD unless it's a life threatening <laughs> What's the statute say? It's got to be some life-threatening thing. You cannot consume THC in public. And I think even that's a legal area too. Yeah. And then we worry about the venue itself on top of it. They don't want any smoking, smoking or vaping, vaping. inside. Nope. Um, so we do need to make that clear that this is not an open market for consuming at the expo. Gummies, sure, fine, okay, cool. Um, if you smell cannabis, it's because Trevor Ung, whose name I forgot earlier. Sorry about that, buddy. Yes, we interviewed him too. Ung Family Farms and and Canute. I think I thought his name was Newt, but I guess it's Canute. The Carter kids will be there. Trevor will be there, and they're bringing live plants with them for decoration. So that will be the reason for the smell. But we think it's really important for people to see it, touch it, smell it, show what it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, just show people what Sorry. it looks like to desensitize and just normalize that much more. Like the plants right there in your face. Yeah, I mean. It's it's fine. You can smell it. It's not going to get you high, people. Okay, anybody who's listening who think they're going to show up to the expo and get high just from the smell, that is that doesn't that happen. That does not happen. Okay. It's However, not we are going to have a segment at the end of the day. It will be called Medicate and Meditate. Um, we will be medicating with gummies, either CBD or THC heavy, depending on if you're a patient or if you get one of the legal products that are over the counter, we may offer them. I haven't, I haven't really decided if we want to take on the li liability of offering it ourselves, but we will have a, a really cool group of people. It's Kunamina Collective and then Bernal and Trevor from our Monday meditations. They'll be leading us through a meditation after we medicate and just kind of show what it's like to use cannabis in a medicinal form to go within and kind of check some things out about yourself that maybe you didn't know were there. And um, I'm really looking forward to that. And that's going to be yeah. from like seven to eight, maybe the last hour, maybe even the last two hours. But so you will have a chance to medicate, but we're going to guide you through a meditation that you got to stick around for, oh, yeah. which if I have to twist anybody's arm for that, oh, darn, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like stick around yeah. and have some fun, darn it. So that, that should be cool. And that's, that's basically the medicating. And we understand that patients are going to have to medicate during the show. So they'll have wristbands and we'll allow re-entry so that they can go to their car or go out front if they need to vape. Anyway, yeah, we just uh, we want to make that clear that there is none of that there, even though we have crazy bone and all that, like we're not going to be passing the blunt around yeah. or anything like that. Like we want this to impress people. We don't want right. to scare people away. We want to be able to help everybody. And so we just want to give that vibe that we're there to educate, communicate, yeah. congregate. Yep. Total inclusion. That's what that's what you need. Yes. Yes. Bring bring all walks of life together. Bring all these businesses together. Just bring everybody together. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been a. I actually, 
I can't think of another event that would have that possibility, right? To bring in all these walks of life together, the black market, the legal market, the the health and wellness, the patients, like it really could be this uh, conglomerate. Okay, you got me so excited about this. <laughs> well, good, you're here. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we will be there. Yes. Utah marijuana will be there. Uh, we're, we're everywhere. <laughs> it's fine. We love to be I'm pretty everywhere. Sure you guys are doing a I want to be, I want to be involved. You give yourself a plug because I think you're the only one. Um, I know 420 card clinic will be there as well, but I think you're the only one that plans on doing actual clinic at the location itself. So make sure to give yourself. Yes. As a, yes. If you want information about, here's the plug. If you want information about what it takes to be a card holder in Utah for medical cannabis, then come by our booth, utahmarijuana.org, and you can talk to our team who will be there the whole time. And I will have a QMP on site the whole time. And we will have a private area where there will be consultations. You know, we're going to make sure that that's okay. And we're going to abide by all the privacy things and do some evaluations there. There won't be tons, I'm sure, but there will be. Well, you know, that would be if somebody is like, about, absolutely, the HIPAA and the privacy, like who's going to come get their med card at an expo. But at the same time, if they decide to come get their med card at an expo, I'm pretty sure they're going to, yeah. they know they're going to out themselves. Like they're probably not going to yeah. have a privacy issue anyway, you know? So come up. No. And we yeah. are, I do have, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at our privacy <laughs> booth right now, which is, which is, which will sound Will, which will cover the area. It will be all, it'll be nice and private. We'll turn up the music. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, nobody else can hear our conversation. For somebody to get their med card and then walk out of there and be like, woo, <laughs> right in the middle of the huge crowd. <laughs> I'm free. And then you can go down to one of the, uh, yeah, you can go down to to a pharmacist. You can talk to them about all the products exactly. that are available. It's a full, it's full I service. Come on, it's full service. are planning on bringing a pharmacist. That's part of their, their booth thing. Yeah, they're absolutely. Bring one so that people can talk to them and get to know them because it's good. We have pharmacists. Yeah. You have somebody at your first line of defense that you can literally, if you have no idea what to get, how to get it, where to use it, what hole to put it in. I'm just kidding. Uh, they'll have <laughs> in our pharmacies, unlike any other state where you just normally go into a dispensary yep. and you just kind of look at all the product, all the shiny stuff on the wall, and you kind of choose something. But here we have dedicated people that will literally sit down with you for however long you want to talk and tell you all of the previous people that have talked to them, all of their experiences, obviously, without disclosing names and whatnot, but um, just can really help guide you in a super good direction, you know, faster than what you could get if you were to just go to Vegas and buy something because you heard weed is good for stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm super excited about you guys' expo. Like I say, I think this is going to be awesome. We're happy to help and promote the crap out of it <laughs> and help you help you guys out. Thank you. I think... Uh, if anybody is interested in cannabis and doesn't know, like just wants to know anything about CBD, about THC, this will be, this will really be the best place to go October 30th. And there'll be plenty of people there. So you're kind of anonymous. You can walk around, you can ask your questions, you can search it out, talk to real people in the real industry and learn about it and learn about what's happening in Utah. Yes. 
right? Yes, yes, definitely. And we just want to give a huge shout out to everybody that has supported us, especially yes. in the beginning, because we really don't, you really don't have a brand new event without some type of support behind you in the beginning that makes you feel like moving forward is a good idea, right? So like Dragonfly, always involved in the community. We cannot thank them enough for their support yes. and just all of the suggestions Wholesome Co, same thing. Julian over there, like, is so amazing. And they're so lucky to have him and Char. Factory 6 was on board pretty quick. Hemp Lucid, yeah, as yeah. always, like, they just, I don't know if it's my back they always have or if it's Utah's back they always have. Yeah. It's probably Utah's back they always have. But they're always willing to be involved in community stuff, even though they're a nationwide company. And they don't, they don't honestly need to even be there because they make enough money nationwide. But that's not what they're about. They're about community and they're really about helping people and making really good medicine um, like their Delta 8 products um, that anybody can battle me on. Um, anyway, so we just really, really appreciate like Robert over at Empire, Elite, Smoke and Vape. Like these guys just hopped on board really, really fast. You guys hopped on pretty fast. Yes. And it just it really helps us in our mentality because moving forward is really hard when no one is supporting you. And that's not what we've experienced. Yeah. We've experienced the the opposite. And just a lot of people are excited and willing to move forward with us. And so we just want to thank them and tell them that they're awesome. Absolutely. Okay. So Utah Cannabis Expo, October 30th, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Salt Palace. Uh, do you guys have a website? How do people, how do people connect they with you? They can go to newmotionproductions.com. That's N-U-M-O-T-I-O-N, not N-E. Okay. Because a lot of people say, oh, new motion is they, they start using N-E, but it's N-U-M-O-T-I-O-N, productions.com. Yep. Or they can search it on Facebook. Don't use the word cannabis, obviously. If, uh, if you haven't learned that yet, it'll block your search if you try to search that word. So just look up Utah Health and Wellness Expo. And if we've done a good enough job, the Cannabis Utah Health and Wellness Expo will pop up. Yep. You're more than welcome to join the group, Utah Cannabis United. Follow us both on Instagram. So yep. We're super easy to find. We got billboards out, but yeah, those are the easiest ways to, to or you, do it. Or search on Eventbrite. Yeah, Eventbrite or Google. You can Google us too. Google will pop, yeah. up, pop us up too. So, yeah. so if we're doing a good enough job, yep. it'll, be, it'll be there. Well, and if you uh, you want to subscribe to this podcast, utahmarijuana.org slash podcast. All of our podcasts, including this one, is transcribed there. You can you can listen on any podcast app that you you want to listen on and subscribe. All of our episodes are released at 4:20 in the morning every Friday morning, which is kind of fun. And Tana King, Chris Bradford, show call. I really appreciate you guys um, taking the time. Thank you to talk to me today. Thanks for having us. I appreciate you. All right, everybody, stay safe out there. <laughs>